Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Frozen soundtrack came oh. back into my head. It was stuck in my head for like a solid let five go, months there. Oh my let God. it go. Yeah. Won't hold back, Can't any, hold it back anymore. anymore. See, she's joining us. Let know. it go. Let, let it go. go. Turn away and I don't really know. <laughs> yes. So was, this is yes. uh, our one year anniversary episode. Congratulations. Thank you. NeuroNerds, we've been on for a year. This is episode 53. Oh, yeah. We've been doing this podcast on Simplecast for one full year. Wow. Oh, why is that special? Because Janine is the COO of Simplecast. <gasps> and she happens Tying. to be our guest today. Boom. So excited to be here. Yay. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Hey, what's up, guys? We are celebrating our one year anniversary and we decided to do something like really special. Um, I met the COO of Simplecast at YouTube Space a couple of weeks ago. Her name is Janine Wright, and she just so happens to have a brain thing. Yeah, a brain condition, you know. So like Joe said, Janine is the COO of Simplecast, which is a really cool podcasting platform that actually hosts the NeuroNerds. Oh, that's right? us. That's us. So we're on this platform. So we it was a really awesome opportunity uh, to meet and talk with her, have her share our story with us and share knowledge of her brain condition. We're not going to go into it. It's a condition. It is. And what was really cool is we got to do this on location, on site, at the offices of Simplecast. The neuro nerds hit the road. Road trip. <laughs> and here's our interview with Janine. It's literally the brain injured leading the brain injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the almost disabled. And, and, and the brain injured adjacent. Fingers there we go. crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm caffeinated. I'm ready to rock and roll. I think we're all caffeinated. I, I hope. Are you caffeinated? Oh. Do you drink coffee? I am absolutely no caffeine. Oh. <gasps> 
I have terrible insomnia issues. So oh. like I can't even have too much dark chocolate. That makes sense. Or I won't be able to sleep. But like literally no caffeine ever. I used to be a barista. I caffeine poisoned myself one time. That's Ooh. a real thing. Yeah. So oh, now. That sounds like so much fun. Dude. No, no, no. I had the equivalent of 18 shots within half an hour because I was I was dialing in our espresso machine. We were at like a hipster coffee bar where we roast our own and like we make uh-huh. really good coffee. Nerd. Don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> I know I'm nerd about everything. (laughs) She's known me for 20 minutes and she's like, yep. We owned a coffee shop, even though I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Where? In Oklahoma? No, no, no. It was in Pasadena. It was called Mocha Cafe. Nice. I still get likes on Facebook, even though it's been closed for like seven years. I think that means you need to open a new coffee shop. (gasps) It should be like the Neuro Nerd coffee shop. The Neuro (laughs) Nook. We should be the the Neuro Nook. That, neuro- like what we call oh, like we, we call record, where we record. <gasps> the neuro nook. Don't get caffeinated. Co- That's funny. The neuro nook. Right. Yeah. I don't know how ca- how much caffeine is good for people with brain injuries, but you know. Well, it's horrible for people with high blood pressure, but I love caffeine. <laughs> oh, he hates me. My Some lo- things you can't give up. No, Very my true. blood pressure is super low. So he's always he texts me. He's like, "What is wrong with you?" Because I was like one oh. Six over 62. Oh, that's like me. Yeah. I keep my blood pressure super low too. Right? Yeah. And so he's literally like, are you alive? And I'm like, yeah. I, I think I think you guys might be zombies. I'm you sorry. Know, the lowest I think I went was 98. And I asked the nurse and I'm like, because it was 98 over 60. And I'm like, is that okay? She's like, yeah. She's like, if you have low blood pressure, she's like, once you start hitting low 90s and 80s, that's when you have to worry. You, I was like, you, oh. you know what that blood pressure comes with? A toe tag. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we are here doing a very special in-person on site? Yeah, I was going to say, we should, we should probably define for everyone what here is yeah, yeah, in an undisclosed location, a yes. cave somewhere in the depths of Los Angeles. Yes, we're kind of like in the Bat Cave. Oh my God, it's, like even podca- black. it's even black in here. It is. It's like a podcaster's Bat Cave. So we're, <gasps> we're doing a very special um, in-person interview with Janine Wright, the COO of Simplecast. Whoa, and, Simple, and Simplecast just so happens to be the platform that we have our podcast on. Yeah, it's even more amazing. And for those of you out there of our listeners who don't know what Simplecast is, Janine, would you like to tell us a little about Simplecast? Sure, I would love to. Simplecast is a hosting distribution and analytics platform for podcasters. So if you're a creator out there and you want to start a podcast and get it out to the world, we're the easiest place to do it. And we are so honored to have you guys as a customer. I love your show and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Boom, Simplecast plug. (laughs) Yeah, join Simplecast. There will be a link. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why would we have Janine here on the show? Other than she's really cool. Super cool. And part of Simplecast. Yes, and already knows that uh, Lauren's one of the biggest nerds that she's ever met in her life. She's known her 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <clears throat> so, Jack, yeah. So I, um, I met Janine and we started talking about brain injuries. And Janine doesn't have a brain injury, but Janine has... <laughs> I have, I guess this is a spoiler alert. I have a cavernous angioma. You know, our community, we're, we're full of... Well, people with brain injuries and different types and different colors of the brain injury. Yeah. Um, But I believe you're the first person we've met that has your very particular flavor. Yes. Ah, So a lot of people that we know have have had what you have, but it's ruptured. Uh So like you're like you're you're pre. Yeah. Which is hopefully never. There's never a post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like a club I hope to never have to join. But I'm very relieved to know is here and available to me should that become the case. We should have T-shirts. Oh, wait, we do. We do have T-shirts. We should have a doorman, you know, let us in the club. Yeah, into this cave. You got to be on the list. (laughs) So, yeah, Janine, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you found out to be pre-brain injury community Status. Yes, that. <laughs> a badge. Yes. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Janine Wright. I mean, I we I work for Simplecast. I'm the COO there. Um, I'm a lawyer by background, and just recently, may I ask what specialty for law? Sure. I after I graduated from law school, I did entertainment and media um, law for six or seven years before I realized that um, tech and startup was where it's at, where the action is. And so uh, I transitioned into working with tech companies. And um, this is actually my first time transitioning over into like a formal executive role. So I'm both the COO and CLO of Simplecast. Yes. uh, Ladies in power, (laughs) y'all. Ladies in power. (laughs) I grew up in a household full of women. I'm used to this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And um, I guess the topic of the day, um, my story is... I have two boys. My boys are five and seven. After my youngest uh, was born, I, maybe he was one year old, so four years ago or so, I had this chronic ear infection. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but there are some people who just get these ear infections that last a really long time. Yes. Yeah. And my ear infection lasted 10 months. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, <sighs> crazy. Um, And we did everything. I I guess I tend to be one of those kind of people who's like, I'm not going to take any drugs. I'm not going to do anything. And then you like get to that point where you're like, I'm so done with this. And you're like, give Give me me all the drugs. Everything right now. Legal, illegal, (laughs) not made yet. That guy in the alley, I think he has some good stuff. I want to meet him. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely got to that point that give give me everything point. Um, I was so fed up and just ready to be done with having this ear infection. And so I went to this, um, this ENT specialist uh, uh, at a very, I'm not going to name the university, a very prominent university here in Los Angeles, Ooh. and um, and brought me into the room and, uh, you know, laid me back in the chair and, and put this like numbing stuff up my nose. Ugh. And then he shoved a camera on the end of a very long tube all the way up my nose so that he could look and see what was happening with my Oh, because that's tubes. not frightening at all. No, no, no. Was, was there any terrible. explanation going on with this? And he was like, well, you know, like, we got to get in there and see if if you have a clog or if you have something pushing that's on so your weird. ear. This I mean, was just in the waiting room, by the way. This yeah, exactly. Even... Yeah. Um, and he's like, and then we'll call the real doctor in. No, no, no. Oh, Janine, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fit right in. <laughs> uh, no, so he goes through this whole process and basically he's like, hey, um, you know, it looks like you have a kinked eustachian tube. And it's basically just like, you know, you have the tube that mm-hmm. kind of goes between your nose and your ear and and mine isn't perfectly straight. And so it's going to be prone to getting infections in Mm -hmm. it. But he's like, you know, sometimes this happens because there's some kind of like pressure on the tube or something. So we better go ahead and do a scan of your head just to like make sure that everything's okay. CAT scan or an MRI? So the first one that I got was an MRI. um, And I I guess they I always distinguish them in my head to my husband um, when I talk about them. Is like, is it going to be the one where they give you the stuff that makes your hoo ha and your armpits feel like it's on fire, or is it just the one where you go in the machine and they like you know? Oh, so yep. <laughs> and I feel like now that I've done so many of them, it's such a trade off because it's like one um, takes a really long time and is loud and you feel really claustrophobic yes. in it, mm-hmm. and then the other one you have to go through this. Um, you know, hoo-ha fire uh, experience, but you're in and out of there in like 10 minutes right. and they get a better picture from it. So you're always yeah. like, mm. why not fire crash? You let's, know. Go, let's get it on. <laughs> See, let's go. Joe, Joe yeah. he was telling me like he was, he got, he freaked out in the MRI. Yeah. He did oh, not like it. The, the, where, where I felt like I peed myself. Yeah. Oh. Got, it was so strange. The I guy's felt, like, yeah. 
afterwards, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you might feel like you urinate yourself. And I was like, you could have told me that earlier. <laughs> I literally I was, I was like, oh, yeah. my God. And the one time I had an MRI, I didn't have to have one for my brain injury, but I fell asleep. So I don't know how I fell asleep, but I did. But my CAT scan scared the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. Very different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I go in to get the procedure uh, done. Everything was fine um, during the procedure. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I mean, it's like, a Friday evening and I get literally like the worst voicemail of my life where it's like they left it on voicemail a voice I got a voicemail where the doctor said um he said hey you know I just want to follow up like everything looks fine with your ear looks like it's probably just the the kinky station tube like we talked about um but you need to schedule an appointment with the neurosurgeon as soon as possible because it looks like there's been an incidental finding Oh, because that's okay oh, to hear on a voicemail with no other explanation. It was terrifying. I love yeah. doctor's bedside manner. You yeah, know, yeah. Wow. <laughs> especially if it it felt like such a handoff too, where he was like, "I'm an ear doctor, yeah. so you're gonna have to talk to somebody else about this." Yeah, one. like there was literally like, I get it, this is probably an ENT, right? Yeah. And then yeah. he says, "Go to a neurosurgeon." It's not even like, oh, we need to schedule a follow-up appointment no. with a different doctor. It no, was no. like, no, you need a neurosurgeon. You oh, need yeah. to make but, an appointment with a neurosurgeon. Hey, the good news is your ear's fine. Yeah. And <laughs> when mean. that is looking at the glass half full. <laughs> and when does ever like the the referral to a neurosurgeon not come with a panic attack? No, right? exactly. It's I like if you've had never a panic had attack a panic. right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine like that's I'm sure you had to re-listen to that voicemail and be like, that's not what he said. No, yeah. that was what he What the fuck? Well, here's what's exactly. crazy. Like, what if you weren't the one listening to the voicemail? What if it was like a home phone number? And that's just I a mean, weird they definitely, thing. Definitely they ask you tons of questions beforehand. Like you have to sign this thing. Of like, course. is it okay for the, us to leave a private voicemail? Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it was it was terrifying. Yeah. Like, so I immediately like talked to my husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just got this voicemail. This is crazy. Um, and then I was able to go online and see my, um, my report, like yeah. you can go and your medical, your medical record, record oh, cool. right. And so then it says on there, you know, like what it is. And then I'm freaking out. I'm like, I mean, I think, and then you start going on that like internet rabbit oh, hole. Oh, yeah. Dr. Google? Of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's cancer. Yeah. Or I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a stroke. Oh my yeah. God, I'm going to have a stroke. Like, and so then I scheduled this appointment. Of course, like they can't get the appointment for like two weeks. So I'm oh, kind of, of freaking out in this two week period. So then I, then I go in and I meet with the doctor. And um, I mean, speaking of bedside manner. <laughs> Was this one even worse? <laughs> this doctor, I mean, I have very conflicted feelings about him because I, I actually love him so much. He is such an arrogant jerk. And it just made me feel so much better. He's like house. But exactly. Yeah. It was just like where it made me feel relieved that it's like he is an egomaniac because he's really good he's at good his at job. He's good at what he did. Right. right. That's um, true. You want the best if you're going to be going through something so delicate. What, what if he was all talk, though? You know, I, <laughs> He's just like projecting. True, yes. True. I'm awesome. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and there was one time when he made a comment to me where he like, he, he was very fancy um, office and he like puts my scan up on the TV and um, and he made some comment to where it was like, this is so small, like it's hardly even worth our time <gasps> to oh. where I felt like, oh, my God, what a dick. How and, dismissive and, I, is that? and part of me, part of me felt like what a jerk. And then the other part of me felt like, oh, my God, what a relief. Right. Well, sure. Like, yeah, my. I, d- I don't want to be worth your time, buddy. Right. Yes, that is true. <laughs> you know, like, that is true. It, it would be a lot different if you put it out there. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he's coming in, he's like, 
ooh, we're going <laughs> to need to bring in some more team members to look at this. Then I'm really freaking or out. Or he's like, oh, but, the medical students need to see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I always joke with my husband that like, um, I want to live a memorable life, but I don't want to die in a memorable way. That's right? a good like, way to look at like, that. Please don't make my death like front page news. <laughs> <laughs> I like that perspective. I haven't yeah. thought about it that way, but that's a really good perspective. I mean, that needs to be on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> TM. Um, anyway, so yeah. uh, so we're in the, the office and uh, it's a it's a very terrifying picture. I should actually give it to you. Maybe you should even like put it up on That'd your website. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. Like yeah. But um, it's a terrifying picture because like the way that the... Um, the chemical highlights where the spot is mm-hmm. in your head, it literally looks like somebody poked a hole in your head. Seriously. Right? So ah. it's the big picture. And then you see this like silver hole and you're like, oh my God, I there's a hole, a in, hole my in my head. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, I just kept thinking. Yeah, that's not supposed to be there. I, I have a hole in my, yeah, in my brain. Worry. Right. So then, you know, he sits down, the doctor, he gave me maybe like five minutes before he was like, look, this is not, this is not one that we would recommend surgery on. And then it was like the nurse practitioner is the one who came in and really like talks you through the whole thing. And she's like, look, basically it's really small. It's, it's, it's called a cavernous angioma. It's a weak spot in Mm -hmm. an artery in your brain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you look it up online, you're going to see a bunch of stuff that talks about how this is like a pre-stroke condition. Like this is, it could rupture and it could cause a bleed in your head. Um, but she's like, this is, it's such a small spot um, that we think that the likelihood of that happening is low. Um, and she said, it's like, it's literally like in the middle of your brain. So okay. it's right near um, like the hotbed of like your memories and a lot of your like core processing controls. And so she's like, the, really the only way to fix it now would be for us to cut open your skull yeah. to like go all the way into the middle of your brain and, you know, try to cauterize it. Yeah. And she said the that risk. whole process of doing it, like the risks of actually causing significant other brain injury or you yeah. having um, healing problems, swelling problems as a result of the procedure way outweighs the risk of of us going in and doing something yeah especially in such a delicate area like even if they went in and got it like you could have significant damage to your memories exactly yeah yeah you know uh day-to-day functional life yeah yeah so basically she was like look the rational logical decision is you do nothing Mm -hmm. and she's like there are two (laughs) kinds of people out there Mm -hmm. she's like there are the people who can live with doing nothing mm-hmm. and who understand that this is like the logical right choice. Yeah. Right. Um, and then there are the people who like knowing that this is there, they will obsess about it yeah. and they will have so much anxiety about it that it will make their quality of life so bad that yes. they're not able to live like this. Yeah, you just described Joe. You literally yeah. just, that's me to a T. So honestly, that's me too. Like wow. I'm a very OCD person. I'm very high anxiety. I have mm-hmm. issues with um, oh, my kin. Yeah, yeah I was like, tu gente. You know, I I have issues with um, catastrophizing. You know, oh, so, I do that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm recovering Catholic, so I go worst case scenario all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the time. So. I Did want, you tell her which one you were? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's good. I I want to be the logical person, right? Um. I just need to force myself into that camp, right? You know what? I had that same discussion with my doctor because when I had my injury, um, 
some of my symptoms, like I was babbling and I had numbness on the left side of my tongue Mm. and my fingers. And so my doctor, when I finally went, I went in four days after my car accident. You know, I didn't go right away like a smart person. Um, And he told me, he's like, well, you could have a minor brain bleed. So luckily I did and I got the CAT scan. But I remember I asked him, I said, okay, if it's a minor brain bleed, what are my options? And he says, with brains, all you really have is observe and do nothing or cut a hole in that's your head. That's so yeah. crazy. And so I remember when he told me that, I'm that type of person that's like, just give it to me straight. And I was like, okay, valid. But I'm that person that goes, that makes sense. Totally understand. I got to relax and not right. do nothing. But I know there's a lot of people that when given that option, it's, ah, yeah. the other side, Joe. Absolutely. So how, how did you decide to do nothing? So they... They actually, they did a very good job of kind of helping me through the process. Mm-hmm. They were like, look, the first thing that we need to determine is, is this something that's getting worse? Right. Mm-hmm. So let's, um, you know, have you hold off, like go back, um, think about this, figure out, are you going to be able to live? You know, are you going to be able to live with this? And you'll come back in six months and we'll do another scan and we'll see, we'll be able to measure whether there's a noticeable difference. Right. Right. If, if it's gotten that. larger, if it's or yep. smaller or weaker. Yeah. That's and so that six month period um, was a lot of obsessing. I was gonna say right? I cannot imagine the anxiety. Yeah, especially having two young children. I started getting very anxious about being alone with them, mm-hmm. and oh. what if something happened? Mm-hmm. Like I was became anxious about driving mm-hmm. um, with them, which seems so silly because there was nothing different with me today than there was yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. I just knew about. Yeah, it it's now. just the yeah. knowledge that exactly. it's there. So it's they just in kept the back saying, of your mind. Yeah. No, literally, literally in the middle. It's in the middle of your mind. Yeah, literally. It's right there. We're changing that saying now. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things, doing a lot of research on it. Um, luckily, my my uncle is also a neurosurgeon. And so he looked awesome. at it oh, and great. he was able to give me that second opinion. And he similarly was like, look, this is so small. There's no way you should get this yeah. done. It's going to be worse if you get it done. The other thing um, that was very compel- a very compelling argument for me was that the doctor said, this is a very quickly iterating area of medicine. Okay. So yeah. right now, my options are, you know, to do nothing or to cut up your head and try and go in there and, and basically fix this little teeny thing in the middle of your head. And he said, you know, in like six or eight years, my guess is like, I'm going to be able to fix this with a laser. Yeah. So he's like, the chances that something is going to happen between now and then you're young, you're healthy, you have low blood pressure. Like this is probably something that you were either born with or that happened um, as a result of some kind of trauma when you were young. So the chances that this has been getting any worse Mm -hmm. or that you're at any significant risk right now is very slim. Um, And that the chances of the technology um, advancing to where you can you know, address it with low risk. Exactly. Has a higher chance of developing. Yeah, so he said really when we need to start worrying about it is when you get into like your 60s, your 70s, when basically like your, all of your arteries are starting to deteriorate and you become more prone to having um, a stroke. And that's when we need to think about like, this is already a weak spot. We need to go in and fix Did that make you feel any better? So it made me feel a little bit better, um, but also made me feel a little bit more anxious. It Mm -hmm. was almost like, like if somebody asked you, do you want to know how you're going to die? Oh Would you gosh. say yes? That's a good you know, point. And I kept thinking like, this might be how I die, right? Yeah. Do 
do I want to know that this is how I'm going to die? And yeah. Do I want to have the option to try and do something about it? You know? What a catch-22, um, right? It really is. Yeah. So I think, and and maybe this is silly too, the thing that really helped me the most was, um, was getting this um, medical ID bracelet. And the nurse actually helped me with the language to mm-hmm. put on it. She said, because it's such a small spot, you're likely to have a really small bleed. Mm-hmm. And so it's very unlikely to be like the kind of brain injury where like you're dead. Yeah. You know, um, she said, you're probably going to present with some um, some seizure-like symptoms or some stroke-like symptoms mm-hmm. where you're going to have slurred speech or like half of your face is right. going to paralyze or... Um, or you'll, you know, fall to the ground and you'll have uh, what looks like some kind of seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said, really, the thing that you need to be worried about is that the people around you don't know, don't know what to do. And she said, one or they thing mistreat. That can, they yes, mistreat. and they mistreat or they yeah. misdiagnose. So one thing that she said is that, um, is that, I guess, you know, epilepsy is mm-hmm. the thing that comes to yes. people's heads yes. first. Um, and so when they see somebody having a seizure, they're most likely to, you know, <laughs> implement sure she... all of these treatments that they think that they're supposed to right, do make for sure epilepsy. She swallow her tongue. Yes. Yeah, so, so take her tongue out of her mouth mm-hmm. or put her head back mm-hmm. or... Um, and so she said, you know, you really, you just need to wear something that tells people... Not that if you, epilepsy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that tells people like, you know, if, if you're having these symptoms that they need to call 911 and you yeah. need to be treated. Um, so I just got this medical ID bracelet um, and it just says, you know, cavernous angioma. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have slurred speech or a seizure, call it's a brain bleed, call mm-hmm. 911. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you guys can't see. This is a dope ass bracelet. Yeah. So this is the other thing that I discovered that I love. There's this company called Lawrence Hope. Um, <gasps> I know. <laughs> Good name. Uh, it is a great name. Um, and they do um, medical ID jewelry that looks like normal jewelry. That's a really um, great idea. It really is. Yeah. And so the EMTs are all trained to look on your wrist or your neck yeah. um, for the medical ID uh, bracelets. And so I we feel like... We should put a link to that. Yeah, we'll absolutely put yeah. a link to that because that's beautiful. Because what we've done in the past is we talked about, like, if you had an iPhone, and I think they have it for Android too, is you can actually on your phone, if you fill out under the, um, I think it's the health app that comes automatically, you can actually put your medical conditions in there. Oh, really? And EMTs or doctors can actually look at your phone, you know, like when they try to do an emergency call and it can pull up your emergent, your health issues oh, as I well. Oh, I didn't know that, but I'll yeah. definitely oh, do that. Oh, technology. Is there yeah. anything I can't do? You know, yeah. it's just something good because we, what, you know, if you don't have a medical bracelet, because a lot of people either don't want one or don't know they can get right. one. Yeah. Um, everyone has a phone. That's true. Yeah. Well, That's uh, true. Most, a lot of people have phones. So were, were you and your husband on the same page with just like letting it go? Oh, very much so. Okay. So good. he was very much in the, you have to get comfortable with letting this go, like oh, cutting yeah. up your head and risking your life to try and fix something that's probably nothing that even your doctor I mean he came to with me to all of the appointments and so he kept saying like the doctor like basically wouldn't even stay in the room this was not an exciting case like they're not cutting up your head to fix this like you need to figure out how to move fast all right take a breath um yeah and um and it was good to have that kind of support network, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> to have that person on side be like, "Okay, it's yeah. all right, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. This is a panic attack." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "No, it's the brain." Yeah, <laughs> isn't that nice? It's like outside source panic attack, not a brain bleed. Right. Yeah. Panic attack. <laughs> but yeah, those first six months, um, every time I got a headache, 
I was convinced yep. I was having that was it. a brain injury. Um, I was anxious about traveling outside of Los Angeles because I didn't want to be away from my doctor. Because mm-hmm. um, I had like convinced in my mind, like he is the hero. He's the one. He's the only one. Yeah, he's no one the only one the world. who could potentially fix this very special issue that only I have, you know. Um, yeah, and and the kids mostly was the thing like right. wa- being alone with the kids and feeling like they somehow were not safe just being with me oh, um that's yeah so hard yeah so i think after about the first 6 months um and then going back in and getting the second scan where they were like oh yeah literally exactly the same size oh like, good oh, i was good. like nothing, i was like it grew no nothing okay. has changed really? I'm like, and? Um, <laughs> that really um Helped. Yeah, it really helped me kind of firmly decide, like, we need to wait on this. So for the first couple of years, I went in, I think I did one six months, and then I did one six months later. And then for the first couple of years, I did every year. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, uh, and then the last one I did every other year. And then the last time I went in, the doctor called and he was like, I'd like to schedule a time to talk to you. And this was literally like six months ago or something. And I was like, Oh my God, it's grown. Like, this is the first time that it's grown. Yeah, you're like, crap. And so then I get on the phone with him and he's like, look, you haven't had any changes with this thing over like, (laughs) over like seven CT scans now. Like at this point, you are endangering your health more. From all the radiation. To do these appointments all the time. Like, you just need to like. Calm down. Yeah, (laughs) calm down. Um let's move to like every five or 10 years now. That's and when I'm aw- like, he's awesome. like five or 10 years, I'm like, ah, this, he doesn't yeah, like want to see me for another five years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing though. Like that must be like very, I don't know, um, reassuring. A relief. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, a news that the doctor's like, all right, well, I see you too often. Yeah. Let's the go live your life. Are like, yeah. I don't want to talk to you no more. Go away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I kind of felt like, oh good. Now I'm fine now. And now really mostly it comes up I mean, this our conversation. I think was totally random the right. way that that it came out. That's how but, I describe every conversation I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I I don't know if this is I I guess the the way that it usually comes up is kind of because people are nosy. So like when people see <laughs> the jewelry, mm-hmm. they'll ask like, "Oh my god!" Well, usually it starts with, "Do you have diabetes?" Like that's, you're like, "Thanks," and I'm like, uh, "What are you talking?" Oh no 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 oh no. You know, I have a yeah. cavernous angioma, and they're like, what's "Oh, that? what's, what's that? a cavernous and angioma?" I'm like, yeah, I'm like, "Oh, well, it's a weak spot in my brain." Oh my god, a weak spot in your brain! <laughs> and, then, and then I just am waiting for somebody to follow up with, "Is that why you?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Has it happened? It has not happened. That yet. happens all the time yeah. with me. Does it's it? not. It's not more like, oh, why do you? It's like, oh, that's oh, why. that's why. I was oh, like, nope. Terrible. I was like this before my stroke. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I just have always been like this. Yeah. <clears throat> How did, did you ever feel like, wow? I'm sure you did for like a brief second. Wow, I'm like literally walking around with a time bomb in my brain. Oh, for a good long while, I used to wish it would just bleed. So you just get wouldn't over, worry just get about over it. it. So I could just stop thinking about it. So just bleed, and then they'll have to go in and fix it. And then I'll just be done with thinking about this or worrying about and this we'll be all fine. the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just I, So when you when you told me that, you know, yeah, so the doctor said just like leave it and like years from now, but like you still have this ticking time bomb in my head. I put, I put myself in your position and I'm like, how would I feel? What would I do? I drove myself crazy for the a full 24 hours after I met you. I was anxious. Yeah. And I was just thinking about like, what would I do? Would I say yes? Would I say go in? Because 
you have the panic that today could be the day yeah. for the rest of your life, basically. Or you have, okay, well, they're going to go in and they're going to take it out, but they could go in and be like, okay, cool. Now you don't know math. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, now it's, you have no memories from your childhood. Yeah. At, at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it would probably be the good ones that are gone. Yeah, exactly. No, bad ones. <laughs> I remember when little Billy picked on me. Um, no, that that like really made me oh, anxious. Oh, it's such a catch-22. It yeah. is. But I, I mean, like the mental fortitude you have to develop, right? To kind of like be like, We're, well, I'm going to just be and kind of just live. Well, also you, you have a husband and children, yeah. you know, to, to think about like, okay, the do I want to. responsibility to that. Man. I'm still anxious. I might, I might be sweating right now, <laughs> you know, but I, I kind of understand too, the, the, um, you know, not wanting to drive because like you're yeah. afraid, um, oh, after yeah. like post stroke, I wasn't able to drive for a few months. And then like when I actually started to drive again, I actually suffered a little bit from, um, uh, PTSD and, and dissociative episodes. Yeah. I was freaking out that like, what if I have one when I'm driving? Like yeah. I wasn't even too worried about myself. I'm more worried about other people. I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And like, it made me panic and it made me even weirder. You know, I, I guess I got over that. Well, I, I had the few panic. So like I said, from my concussion, I developed anxiety, which I'd never had in my life and panic attacks, which I'd never had in my life. And one of my most major panic, because you've had a panic, have mm-hmm. you had a panic attack before? Yeah. It's physical. It's, it's, it's physiological. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. Narrowing of the vision. And it's just that I'm going to die right now. Yeah. Right. And um, probably the worst one I had was while I was driving and I was so scared I was like I actually couldn't pull over like I was so panicked I was like I just have to stay in my lane and drive straight um and I just I thought I was like literally my heart was gonna beat out of my chest and uh what I ended up doing was I I have uh my little sis like one of my very dear friends that uh we have an agreement that we will call or text each other like 911 or emergency and doesn't matter where we're at we have to pick up that's awesome and so i called her and she's like hey i'm gonna meet she's like oh i'm gonna be on a phone call blah 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 no i was like i'm having a panic attack right now and i can't pull over she's like cool she like stepped out of her meeting she's like i'm just gonna answer emails do you need me to respond or do you need to talk and i was like i think i just need to talk so she just put me on the phone muted uh you know muted her conversation so she could just hear me and she just let me that word vomit for 20 minutes while I was driving until I was able to calm down enough that I could like get off the freeway. Oh, that's amazing that you have a resource like that. Yeah. That's the benefit was I was able to communicate and I'm still doing that with like my friends and family. Like we have like, like we have our little codes of like, uh, like my little says she also has panic attacks. So, um, and I worry for her. So like if I text her, she's very bad about texting back because she gets anxiety about texting. I think a lot of us do that have anxiety now. Mm-hmm. I'm part of the yeah. camp. Yeah. Um, so if I text her and she doesn't respond, um, I freak out. I'll have to call her. So she, we have the agreement of she at least has, she has an iPhone, so she'll just double tap it. So she doesn't have to respond to me. I just have to know that she's seen it. Right. So I know I'm like, oh, you're alive. That's great. <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's always a good thing yeah. to yeah. be alive. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, that's something I always encourage people that have something, even if it's just anxiety or depression or something, it's just like you have to have a, a network or a, a code with people so that we make sure that we're all okay and healthy and getting, and when, when we do reach out, because reaching out is hard. It's very difficult. Um, that it can be acknowledged or reciprocated, Yeah, you know? Right, yeah, f- find your community. I mean, uh, the brain injury community that you just found out exists. We welcome all walks We, we, of we brain do, injuries. we do. And even though, like, you're the brain injury adjacent, and I ho- really honestly hope that you're never really yeah, part of this. Yeah, I hope you this. never really yeah. have, like, you can be, like, honorary. Like, yeah. you don't have to join us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you stay on this side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. As do we. How weird would it be? Like, come come over here. It's so much fun. You'll you'll float too. You'll float too. It was funny to think that for a good long while, I was wishing that it would happen. Right. I mean, I I really have no context as to like what somebody, what going through like that would have been, right? Oh, it's not fun. Yeah. But you know what else isn't fun? Just thinking about what it would be like. Yeah. In the, like just constantly. Yeah, it feels like hypochondria. Yeah, you know, no, it really. Did you ever? But you think, actually have something, but you know. Did you ever think of what life would be like if you decided to go in and have it removed? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think I, I was definitely at a job where I was thinking about uh, how long I would need to take off in order to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to make me sound so vain, but I kept thinking about would they have to shave off all of my hair no, or only did, part of my hair did in episode, order to do that? We did an episode about Disney princess hair and how important hair is to yeah. identity oh, and yeah. how important um, or how um, tra- traumatic just for a lot of cancer survivors, stroke survivors, anyone that has to have any sort of head work done, how traumatic it is to actually lose your hair if uh, because hair is very important. Yeah. On a, on yes. a tangent, we actually talked about how serial killers... Uh, and sociopaths actually, for women at least, hair becomes a gateway on whether they can shoot that person will be their victim or not. So oh never goodness. ever let anyone touch your hair in public that you don't know. Hey, Ooh. I guarantee you, I will never let anybody touch my hair. I know, right? Hair. You're good. No, it comes from, <laughs> um, yeah, j- uh, like some jailhouse interviews where um, someone was wow. interviewing. And there was like all these stages that a lot of them used as they were gateways to see like to the next step, how much they could control the person. Yeah. And the last stage of whether this man or the serial killer could uh, control a victim as prey was if you would let them touch your hair because how personal hair is. That's weird. So if you were there, it's not a vain thing to consider. It's actually a very serious thing. Yeah. I mean, I thought about everything. Like would they, when my hair grew back, Mm -hmm. would it cover up the scar? Would you need a wig? How painful would it be? Um, You know, then I I guess from seeing all these like doctor shows, I kept thinking like, would I have to be awake during the surgery? (laughs) Because some people are. That just made me feel really, really weird. And sometimes, especially depending on the part of the brain, sometimes they want you to be awake Mm -hmm. so that they know where they're at. It's um, like uh, in the brain operation. (laughs) Um, And that wigged me out a lot. But oh yeah, I had tons of visualizations about what it would be like to actually go through it. And and then because my kids were so young at the time, I kept thinking about what kind of mother would I be able to be for them um, Mm -hmm. during that healing time period. Those are all very valid questions. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Have you done anything different, like lifestyle wise? Is there like a certain way that that you're supposed to eat, the way you're supposed to think, the way you're supposed to move that would help this not explode in your brain? Yeah. So they did talk about the importance of um, keeping your blood pressure really low. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to do that for a number of reasons, Mm -hmm. not just because of this thing in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to kind of generally live a healthier lifestyle and so you eat know. right, exercise. Eat right, exercise, reduce caffeine, mm-hmm. you know, stay healthy. <laughs> As we all <laughs> As take, we sips, take out sips out of, sips of coffee. coffee. Exactly. Yeah. I like how we said that in time, by the way. <laughs> you know, the other thing um, that I imagine we have in common um, is that I spent a lot of time like going back through everything that's ever happened in my whole life to, to think about, yeah, to think about when this could have happened and if there was something that I could have done to prevent it. 
And I, I mean, he said people, some people are just born like this. So right. it totally could have been that I was just born like this. Yeah. And we, we just looking, never knew. Yeah. We you you could be like Lady info. Gaga. You could have been born this way. Yeah. yeah. That's what we were looking at is there was, it's a genetic thing and uh, people who are, have a predilection towards it. There's actually genetic counseling yeah. early on for it. Yeah. Well, did, did you, so in catalog, in going back, did you realize, oh, it might've been then? Oh, I mean, I was obsessed about everything that had happened. Like, mm-hmm. remember that car accident that I was in when I was eight? And mm-hmm. remember how I was in another car accident when I was 12? And then, and then I have this really, this strange birth story for my first, when my, my oldest son was born. Um, I think I mentioned that I, I don't like to take, um, medication mm-hmm. if it's right. not necessary. And so I was pretty dedicated to having my my first without um drugs. Oh, you're without on drugs. O, o natural. Yeah. yeah. So I went au natural in the birth process. It was Ouch. intense. I trained for it very <laughs> mm-hmm. much like a marathon. Um I threw up like 18 or 20 times. Mm-hmm. Something <laughs> Sounds like about that. right. Yeah. It was I was in labor, I think, for 25 hours. Uh, isn't labor a beautiful yeah, thing? It was, it was intense. <laughs> I was like, how do you what? Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. Um and uh, and I pushed for a very long time, for oh. north of two hours. And the the doctor and the midwife kept saying to me, you're pushing wrong. Mm. Because I think the, may, maybe it comes more naturally to other people of like mm. how you push out a baby. But, <laughs> um, but I guess I wasn't using those muscles correctly. So yeah. um, I wasn't, it wasn't coming natural to me right. to, to push my son out. Um, and so in the process, I ruptured tons of blood vessels. Right. All like on. all over my chest, my neck, um, my face. I ruptured blood vessels underneath my eyes. Oh my so it gosh. looked like I had two black eyes yeah. afterwards. So all um, the strain. In my earlobes. Yeah. Oh from, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. From um, just from the intensity of yeah. how hard I was pushing and um, the baby not coming out. So, so I'm This not- is why I always tell you that you're a fucking baby when you're whining when you have a cold. Hey, I had a stroke, okay? <laughs> so I'm not a doctor. I have no medical background, but I got to say, I think you were pushing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was pushing wrong. So there's yeah. a possibility that that Pressure. is what set that, it off. That essentially I did it to myself. That's crazy. In the process, yeah. Oh my, but you'll never really know, right? I'll never really know. Oh my God, that drives but me at, crazy. But at the same time, like you got to be, like, you got to be careful of saying like, oh, I did it to myself, but there's, I mean, you did, like, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't do it. It's like, yeah. 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 I went on that bender of pushing. No, it wasn't anything crazy. I think a lot of people with brain injuries, cancer, heart issues, diabetes, even some of that stuff just happens. And um, I know we talked about this when we were talking about the difference between acquired and traumatic brain injuries. Like, Yeah, I have issue with that. Yeah, like I have a traumatic brain injury, right? Like mine was caused by an impact. I, you know, wasn't doing things. Right, I, through no fault of like, your own. Yeah, there was no lifestyle choices that affected me. Mine was from an accident and it happened. Acquired brain injuries can usually come on due to um, conditions that have been made by lifestyle choices like food and exercise, stress, stress. <laughs> um, as he says, Catholic guilt, you know, <laughs> that kind of things where that contributes to the injury. But like at the same time, like giving Ooh, birth. I hate yeah. that. Right. Because that one, it feels like it comes with a like, judgment. Yeah. Like judgment and guilt. Yes. So one of the things we were talking about is eat like, and I tell you all the time, just because, you know, an acquired injury might have arisen or been contributed by, you know, like a stressful life Mm -hmm. or not eating correctly 
your stroke, like you didn't cause your own stroke. Right, so right. like you didn't cause that. No, yeah. no. That was just like something that happened. But it's not like you went and like, I know you weren't giving birth to your child and go, you know what? I really want to hurt my brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. You, you know, I know I'm pushing it incorrectly. I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I would have done anything to right. get out of that situation. But that, that becomes yeah. a little bit of like um, victim blaming or like you said, like judgment. And yeah. it's already hard enough when you have a brain injury. Like there's no need to add on to it by yourself. No, I'm, I'm going you know? to go on my acquired traumatic brain injury tangent again. Yes, do it. So. Acquired brain injury. I had an acquired brain injury because I had a stroke. I had a vessel burst in my brain. Uh, I I take full blame for it because I ate terribly. I didn't talk about any of my issues. Like you know, it's it's my fault. Your traumatic brain injury through no fault of your own. Some idiot just was like, oh, I think I'm gonna hit the shit with my car. Um, wow. But I gotta tell you, even though it's an acquired brain injury, it's traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so traumatic. I have a hole in my head. I'm reminded every single day of my life that you almost died. That's very traumatic. So he doesn't yeah. have any hair. I think yeah, yeah, that has nothing to do with anything. You can almost other than, see it from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So like when I first had it, um, I, I to me this was you know Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh-huh. So he has that big red swatch. That's what it was like to me. It's just oh, this huge goodness. thing that everybody's gonna see. I would panic leaving the house if I didn't have my hat and would just like be, be freaked out. And, and Felice, um, you know, one day she just grabbed me. And she was like, "It's okay." She's like, it's like your little Harry Potter scar. You're the boy who lived. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, and it made me feel better. Uh-huh. And ever since then, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. And yeah, now, it's his Harry Potter scar. And, and now, like two years removed, I'm like, yeah, it's tiny. It's insignificant. Yeah, you know. But at the time, it's like it's huge. Yeah, I'm a monster. I'm yeah, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um. So, have you met anybody else with anything similar to what you have? Or is there support groups yeah. for that? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, there was a, definitely a lot of information online, mm-hmm. and it was mostly. Um, people who had found out that their parent had had one. Oh, um, so is it something that, is it something that it, it, it's genetic? It runs in the family. Like it's, it, it, could? it definitely can be genetic okay. and um, it's more likely when you're older. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's kind of like an older community of people who have um, cavernous angiomas and then there's other kinds of uh, cavernous malformations in the brain. Right. That's what Joe said too, was when he was trying to find support groups <sighs> for the stroke, it was, it was a, they found groups, but it was with an older, um, not clientele, but like an Client, older. Yeah, no, it, it, it was it was really uh, difficult yeah. to find people remotely close to my age yeah. because I would talk to somebody. I was in physical re- rehab, um, physical therapy with somebody, and the dude was probably late fifties, early sixties, and I'm like, this is yeah, okay, cool, we can talk about this. I was like, but. I'm a lot younger than and you. And the life yeah. stages are different. It is. I was like, you've lived the majority of your life. I'm like, I'm I'm still working on it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to talk to somebody. That's when I, I met Lauren. I was like, oh, there's a, there's others. There's other people that I can talk to about this that like understand how isolating and how lonely it is. You know, it was, it was beautiful. So it was when I, I first really felt like, oh, I can recover. I can get past this. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I've never met anybody who's, similarly situated who mm-hmm. has something that's like this who's kind of at their same stage in their life mm-hmm. um and and maybe this is a place where i'm arguably in a better position than you are mm-hmm. um but most of the most of my life um i'm able to pretend that it's not there wow and never think about it and it's like i have trained myself to do that to like mm-hmm. literally you know just literally it's buried in my brain yeah, yeah. and um yeah. literally figuratively yeah and I never 
let it come to the forefront mm-hmm. so that it doesn't distract me. Oh, I'm and sorry. We're distracting you. No, no. <laughs> I mean, well, you're distracting, well, period. Do, do, you, do you find this uh, therapeutic? Like, is this a, a good thing? Is it hard? Is like, I, I'm... Yeah, so I thought about this a lot, especially after our conversation. It's actually, um, it's such a relief to me to know that there are people who have gone through something like what I could go through, right. who are living totally normal, well-adjusted lives, and that there's... I have a support group out there and that, um, you know, like even if this, I guess in my mind I had catastrophized that Mm -hmm. if this happens, like, um, game over. Yeah. Like I'm going to be in a bed and Mm -hmm. somebody's going to have to feed me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I immediately went to like, I'm either dead or I'm, you know, kind of almost a vegetable. There's no middle ground. Yes. No, it's one or the other. That's it. It was like, what vegetable do I want to (laughs) be? Yeah. It just, because it I think because when you think about it, like, oh, my gosh, like I had a bleed in my brain. Right. And, you know. That's serious. That that feels like on the list of things that you could choose, like it feels really bad. Yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) I saw a video. There's like a DVD of like my brain. And like the where the 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 bleed was, it looks like Doppler radar. Like it's really strange to see. And I was like, oh, that's what almost murdered me. That's what almost like I was almost not here. And it was really, really hard to get past. But in speaking to others like me or others in this community, others who've gone through um, similar things, a lot of times worse, a lot of times nowhere near, but it's like, it's, it's all across the board. It's very helpful. Yeah. There was about a week there. And I want to say it was the week between like getting the terrible voicemail and going in to meet the doctor where I spent a significant amount of time watching videos of bleeds happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh Isn't yeah. that so that terrible? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> We're just video th- after video yeah. of like, and then I would watch them in slow motion. I would watch them. I mean, I, and it's, and then I just kept thinking like, okay, then it starts. And then what do you do? Like, right. and am I going to be able to like wave my hands? You were going to drive yourself crazy. Oh, you were yeah. going to give yourself a stroke. Oh yeah. You really were like, you, yeah. you were going to spike your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Like you were really driving yourself so crazy. High anxiety about the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And really thankfully the woman who was the nurse practitioner at the mm-hmm. doctor's office, she was the one who provided me a lot of counseling and, Good. um, and grounding about, why this was the right logical decision yeah. and she really helped me get there Th- and a- i could tell that she's done this coaching with other people before where <laughs> you, you like, weren't alone yeah absolutely because there's a lot of people that i talk to on a regular basis and everything is another stroke everything is another aneurysm yeah you know i, I, had, I had a slight twinge I, I you know i wasn't feeling too good i woke up and i felt a little bit dis- disoriented which means i'm gonna die yeah and everybody goes like worst case scenario yeah. and it drives them crazy you immediately you know? dive in you, like, you can get past this a couple weeks ago my dog I have a pit bull. He has a big old head. Um, That photo I sent you. He sneezed and he was in my lap and he just hit me right under here. I'm actually still slightly bruised under my chin. And he knocked my head back. My teeth slammed. My jaw hit. And the pain, I have a pretty high threshold for pain. I was in so much pain. Um, and for a second when I oh, went because to, your dog sneezed your dog yeah because my dog sneezed and I remember there was a moment where I opened my eyes and I was a little fuzzy and I was like oh no, oh, no. so I immediately started thinking I was like is this another concussion I was like I need to start cataloging my symptoms and like I lost I didn't have really good balance I was and so I was really worried because he has a really big head also you dance on a pole and, you need all your balance <laughs> so I had ice packs and I took Motrin my brother's girlfriend was over and she's a that nurse that made me feel more comfortable yeah. because I was in panic mode too yeah, because she like, was like I think I might have gotten a concussion from my dog. Yeah. And so, Whoa. but so immediately we go straight to like, 
because for me, like the doctor said, like I he's like, please don't get your head hit. But for at least five years, like I need to try and avoid right. getting another concussion. Because you're susceptible to another concussion. Exactly. And which could cause even more severe damage. So um, I remember, so I was like sitting in bed. I was like, I'm just going to rest for the rest of the day. Because the girlfriend's like, your pupils are fine. Like your balance is okay. Um, but yeah, we we catastrophize as soon as anything has to do with our brains. Hey, I, I think you should wear a helmet 24 hours a day. Well, we've discussed about getting yeah. like pink helmets with our names on them, you know? So in, that would in be the, hilarious. In the kitchen, we have like the, the, the little cupboard things above the stove. I've hit my head on that several times. Mm-hmm. Getting out of the hospital, Felice would get freaked out all the time because I would get in the car and I would just hit my head on the car. Oh. I'm a klutz. <laughs> and then, so then I started thinking about it. So I, I had this panicky thing with the scar. Um, the first four or five months out of the hospital, I would be really, really weird to wash my hair, the little hair that I had at the time, uh-huh. um, when I was in the shower, because I know it sounds ridiculous now. At the time, it made so much sense. I, like, I don't want to get water in my brain. <laughs> oh, I really thought so. I would really like make, avoid avoid getting water and and should have just worn a shower cap. I should have. I should have. <laughs> I do remember a while there, like especially at the beginning, where I didn't want to sleep on my side. Because I was convinced that somehow I was more prone to right, your, your a, brain would knock into the side of your skull. Right? Yeah, <laughs> or or that it's like if it happens while I'm asleep, I, it's more dangerous because then there's nobody there to help me or to mm-hmm. call. So I should sleep in the straight, upright position. I love how you I, said convinced. You know, yep. like because I was convinced nothing anybody could tell me was going to change the fact that no. Water is going to get inside of my brain. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had a sleep apnea surgery surgery where they, like, shave off some of the little punching bag in the back of your throat. Uh-huh. And I was so panicked. I was like, what about my voice? Yeah. And I, all the research, everybody told, doctors were saying, oh, it's nowhere near your vocal cords. And I was still like, what if I lose my voice? Yeah. What if it changes my voice? He's what like, what if, if I can never talk again? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Lauren got really excited. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's weird, the, this, like, the mind games that we play with ourselves. We get, like, really, really panicky. Like, do you still do that? Like, even today, it's it's years, years later. Do you still go like, oh, man, like, I mean, every, headaches, every once anything? in a while. Um, now I pretty much I've kind of de- decided to compartmentalize it and mm-hmm. to just be like, I I made my decision. I'm just going to live my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so very now, healthy. Yeah. So now I, you know, I snowboard. We, yes. we travel. We you know, we just went to Cambodia. Oh, awesome. So I'm, I'm not I even like, I, at first I was like, I don't even want to leave Los Angeles. Right. And right. now I'm like, look. How far can I get from LA? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little bit weary. I, I traveled for the first time out of the country uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit weary about going on a plane because of the pressure. And I was like, what if yeah. it gives me a stroke? Yeah. Oh, you know what? So I still yeah. scuba dive. I oh, still yeah. Yes. Yes. Feel Basically. All the things that I used to do, oh. I do now, and I've just have decided that scuba diving you know, that's awesome. just gave me a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> the water frightens me. Oh. Like jumping out of, I've jumped out of an airplane. Uh-huh. Fine, not a big deal. Being in water, it's so endless. We don't even know what's down there. <laughs> very we true. Don't. We, very we know true. more about like the moon yep. than we do about like the ocean floor. That's, very that's true. totally true. It's so totally weird. True. Also, I don't swim well. Yeah. Yeah. I describe my swimming as you're going to have to learn. Yeah. yeah. I, I describe my swimming as I won't drown. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy and I found out that we both played water polo in Merits. high school. Yeah, no, water yeah. polo people were cool. They were cool. We were the cool oh. kids. I was cool adjacent still because I was really much. No, like, you were never no, cool, Chuck, Lauren. I love my you. My nickname in, no. in high school by my teachers was Hermione Granger. Oh, that was fun. my nickname. They used to call me Hermione. But, Two points but, for Lauren. But because <laughs> I was part of the water polo team, 
I wasn't completely in the nerd camp. So I was cool adjacent. So I wasn't a cool kid, but I, they were like, oh, Lauren's okay. No, you definitely weren't one of the cool kids. No, I was not. I felt kind of like that too. You know, I was like, you know, in all the AP classes and all the like nerd stuff. But then I was, you're part of the nerd polo. And I remember like trying to figure out how long I could grow my toenails so that you could like cut people yes. under the water oh yes. my God. no no that's, that's so a terrible. thing everything thing. goes underwater yeah. did you yeah. wear three swimsuits i did yep. wear three swimsuits you, because they would hook on to yep. try and rip your bathing suit off or they would like or you put it in the keyhole so when you go up to block you yes. can't get the ball yeah this is oh, girls water polo is intense. evil oh my god! i like playing on the boys team my school was too poor to have a girls team so we had like five girls on the water polo team and so we had the two extremes we had the guys from the opposite team were either like we don't know what to do with the girls and they wouldn't touch us so you know we we'd get away with uh breakaways and stuff and we're like yeah we or we'd get the perv and one time this guy like wrapped his legs around Look, my hips, i apologized right <laughs> and i remember i was set at that moment because our set got ejected because that same guy, oh, he got ejected too. One of the guys wrapped and grinded on her so she punched him out. Wow. So she got ejected. I got put in as set and one of the guys tried to do the same thing. So what I did is I pushed the ball away and I just shoved the, my heel into his ball. Ah. Wow. The, and the ref couldn't call it because they didn't see it. Everyone oh. knew what I'd done. Oh man. And that, no and that kid it. grew up to be Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy. It's wow. crazy. I am sorry, guys. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's just, uh, you grew toenail. That's just vicious. I know. That's girls' water polo. No, I, yeah. I got to tell you. So, like, the one most dangerous thing, one thing I will never do, I uh, won't stop a girl fight. It's not sexist. That's actually pretty smart. Because, so I've I've gotten in the middle of guys fighting, and at a certain point, it's like, hey, 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 cops, teachers, fam, whatever it is, and it's like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, children are watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Women will not stop until there's blood or death like no matter what's going on they, like they just will not stop i've tried to stop several girl fights i think i still have scars somewhere but yeah i can only imagine you guys in water with long nails trying to murder each other that's so crazy yeah, yeah. the only game where i got a lot of like i was like literally coming out bl- bloody yeah. was the one time we did a scrimmage it was the end of the boys season and it was starting for girls for training and we just did a friendly scrimmage game between our boys team I'm and like, the girls. That was the one leave, game leave where the I word, ended up all leave, covered leave in scratches. Leave the word friendly out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. I say friendly, that friendly at all. Friendly. And, and, and also when you were like, no, I wasn't one of the cool kids. How many people were like, oh, shit, here come the water polo team. Like, how often was that uttered well, in well, high school? because my high school sucked. Our football team sucked. People went to the football team, the football games, to watch our band because they were national award winners. Oh, God. I was in the just, band, too. Oh, no. Yes! Marching I was band. orchestra. I was orchestra. Awesome. My brother played clarinet. Oh, see, Janine and I, hello. Welcome. <laughs> wow, you, Janine. You just move closer to me now. You're on my side. Yeah, so, so, so you, you've, got, you've got the neuro. This is in the nerd part. Yeah, you I got like, the neuro. Segue. I don't know which one you're more. Are you more neuro or you're more nerd? I'm leaning towards nerd. Yeah, I think so, okay. too. So we had we, a we, bet. This we is had the a side segue. bet, okay? So, like, we, we talked about, you know, this life-changing event in your life and how to problem. By the way, this is also great for, like, people out there who are, like, how do I live with this? This is how you live with it. You mm-hmm. just live, yeah. you know, because that's, that's what we're here for. It's a we're process, not here to like struggle and suffer and be stuck. Like we're, we're here to live. And Janine is living proof that not only can you live, you can thrive because like what she's doing, she's killing it. It's like oh, Joe says, like Luke Cage, always moving forward. Always forward. Yeah. That's how you have to say it. <laughs> so we, we had a bet. What kind of nerdum 
that you're or like your top fandom nerd. Yeah, like like if you're like, oh yeah, I'm like a this. I'm like a. Okay, there's two. Oh, there's two. Okay, cool. So like each of us. So in in studio today, (laughs) it's it's myself, Lauren, uh, my tech department, and girlfriend Felice, our handler, (laughs) and and then we have would Steve be considered a photo department? What well, part oh, of the part tech, of tech department? Uh, tech our, adjacent. Our, our super stud Steve, who kind of looks like uh, Jim Morrison right now, like re- revisited. Awesome. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So we we all. Well, I'm like this. So so we we all have bets. Not like money, but I'm gonna win. I'm sure. No, there's okay. money. Of no, what what nerdum it is. So like, if you had a nerdum, or it's like, oh yeah, well I like this type of nerdy stuff. What is it? So my two things I think are, um, I really like. Organized crime TV. Oh, okay. Ooh, none right. of us picked that. That's a wild card. That's awesome, though. Like, I like that. That's um. So like uh, Breaking Bad, like Peaky Blinders, oh, I love Peaky like Peaky um, Blinders. I Sons of Anarchy. I was yes. we never got into Sons it, but Anarchy. Peaky Blinders was yeah. Incredible. I was like for Peaky Blinders, yeah. I did choreograph a routine to their uh, uh, opening song. Oh yeah. Oh well. Uh, also, Tom Hardy is Bay. Uh, <laughs> and? Um, and then I'm way into board games. Oh, oh yeah. D&D. He said D&D. I I'm, did too. I'm not not so much D&D. No, give it to me. Tell me it's but, D&D. Um, <laughs> but I love like um like Splendor and what like Risk? um Risk. Oh, I love Risk. Game. I love um card games. I love just all like sorts go fish? of uh. different kinds of board games. <laughs> okay. I do have two kids. Yeah. We play a lot of Uno? silly board games. Uno, Phase 10, you know. Oh, I we, love Phase we 10. them all. So. Okay, so tell her, you, we'll each tell our prediction, and then you can tell us if you have lukewarm feelings, strong okay. feelings, right. whatever. I went Star Trek. Uh, definitely can... grew up in a Star Trek family. Yeah, something. my dad's way into Star Trek. Yeah, I would not consider myself Trekkie, but Trekkie adjacent. Trekkie adjacent, I think okay. 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 My, I had two, yeah. which was Harry Potter mm. or Doctor Who. Harry Potter, I thought was a great choice. I was like, oh, she does have children. So we haven't started the Harry Potter series yet, mm-hmm. but they're doing a Harry Potter themed readathon right now. Very excited about it. So I think Harry Potter is in my future so very that's soon. Co- yes. Yes. When you when that happens, I want to know what house you're in. <laughs> okay. For Harry Potter, because he is a Ravenclaw. Uh-oh. I don't know what ravens sound like. Caw, caw. Caw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a Slytherin. Yeah, you are, because you're evil. Yeah, we got a Hufflepuff in the house with Felice, and then with our other tech department, another Slytherin. Hello, are you a Slytherin? Steve? All right. Do, do you want to know why I knew you were Slytherin? Because you're a redhead and you have no soul, no soul. Uh, Boom. <laughs> I don't think there's one redhead I can think of that's in the series that's in Slytherin. Those are all the Weasleys. <laughs> that's true. And and Steve's choice was D and D. He was like, she's Dungeons and Dragons. There are and some Star Wars. excellent D and D podcasts. By the yes. way, are there? there are some really I good D and D. Yeah, I play Baldur's Gate still. So there is strange. mythology. There is lore. There is breakdowns of classifications and races. So my kids are way into Pokemon, and yes, so we I also said- listen to Pokemon podcasts. Just a Pokemon podcast, and there's literally there are podcasts where they just talk Pokemon. There's po- podcasts where they review Pokemon mm-hmm. products, products and, yeah. and stuff like that. We, we should start There's a podcast. podcast where people are just playing Pokemon and you listen to the audio. It's amazing We should amazing start, start a podcast, a Pokemon podcast where we just speak as the Pokemon. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's actually not bad. Crabby. Oh my goodness. I, I didn't know that was a, that oh, was a thing. She said Lord of yeah, the she, Rings. Yeah, she went wild card. She Lord, said, of the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. 
No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. No. No, <laughs> I, I, I cover Lord of the Rings lore and fandom. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. So I, I was going to go Star Wars or Star Trek, and I was like, I'm going to lean towards Star, Star Trek. So it's nice to know that, like, at least family members. That's like Trekkie. my dad was a Trekkie, and I was not a fan of Star Trek. I was a fan of Stargate. Oh. Also, my dad was also a fan of Stargate. That makes yeah. Stargate, Stargate. Yeah. Oh, God. I love those shows. So I also shame other nerds. Yeah, I shame her nerd awesome. constantly. He tries, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Let me beat you hey, with a stick. Star Wars. Come on. <laughs> like, nothing beats Star Wars. Nothing beats Star Wars. Star Wars is pretty awesome. It is. Have, have the kids seen Star Wars? Not yet. So we tried. We tried with the first one. The, Which wait, the first? original? The or? original. Okay. Okay. Because that's like Phantom Menace. And then we got to the scene where the like trash compactor is yep. crushing them with the worm. Out? And it was a little too intense. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was, so then we we're like, all right, we're going to wait a couple years and then come back to this one. I, I saw You're a good it, parent. Yeah. I saw it in theaters when I was a child. I was like a couple years old, whatever it was. And I think I pinpointed where my anxiety came from in life. It was Star Wars. So I was in a theater and I remember there was like no fire regulations. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. people standing in the walls and in the in the in the stairway. Like it oh was my goodness. packed. And what an event. Yoda came out and he started talking. I was like, oh, like on screen. And I stood up and I pointed at the screen. And I said, Grover, because he's the same voice as Grover from Sesame Street. The entire theater turned to me, pointed and said, shh. <laughs> Ever since then, I've had anxiety. <laughs> so you got shamed. I so did. you act out and you shame others. Yes. Wow. I think we've just discovered like some psychological, like I also like to epiphany. dress up as Grover. No, <laughs> actually, I don't. Really. Actually, that would be adorable. We should. You should be Grover for Halloween, and I'll either be Cookie Monster or Big Bird with my stilettos. Oh gosh, you'd be really Big Bird. <laughs> I'm taller than him with my stilettos. Oh on. no, awesome. seriously, she's like 12 inch stilettos. I could barely Nine. walk in sneakers. It's it's <laughs> that's great. So I'm gonna go with like there's a bit of a, a a victory for me. Family Star Trek, right? You would see a victory in anything. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel very um, very close to all of those communities. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's a very diplomatic answer. Well, it's kind of like how she like you know she was saying like kind of brain injury adjacent. So yeah. she's like Harry Potter yeah, adjacent. You're, you're, you're adjacent. You and, know D and D adjacent. And I just know that the kids are gonna love Star Wars. I'm sure they are. And Harry Potter. They have a number of friends who are way into Star Wars, so I think a lot of Star Wars is coming our way. Those soon. are yeah. those are good kids. Yeah, those are good. Start them with the Lego Star Wars. Ooh. Oh, that's on a Disney good Channel. Idea. That's a good way to that's start. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah and and then yeah. uh, lead into all the other Marvel nerdum. Yes. And Definitely. then they can be part of the neural nerds, the nerdy nerd part. Yeah, yeah. And then we can talk about how how mommy was never really part of the neural part, which is awesome. I'm so, I'm, awesome. I'm so happy. Like, I'm, like this is it's always it's always uh, uh, serendipitous. Like when you meet people and you just talk, and it was just really really cool that we talked about this uh, this thing uh, um, that would yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's what it's, a crazy coincidence. It is because we were just kind of there. I wasn't expecting to run into anybody who had anything brain related, but it's yeah. nice that I met you and you're super awesome. I think you're super cool. I'm very appreciative that you were. Um, able to do this and have us in you know, like your home studio, oh, like you know you. your simple cast home, not your home home. It'd be yeah. weird if you lived here. It would be weird if I lived here. Sometimes I work so much that it feels like I'm living here. But... You shouldn't because your brain needs rest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, right. That's true. Right? I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Well, you need rest. Rest, rest is important. You do. I fight rest. I'm like a toddler. I don't even like to take naps. I get yelled at by that one over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Janine, is there anything else you would like to share or say out to the neuro nerd community? Um, you know, it doesn't even have to be about neuro stuff. But is there anything you would like to share? Words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess just about um, 
what a fantastic medium this is, this podcasting and the audio medium and being able to really speak to, um, find and speak to niche communities like this. And it's just really, it's beautiful what you guys are doing and the communities that you're connecting with and the people that you're helping. And um, I mean, I think just really so proud to be a small part of your journey. Oh, thank you so much much for, for, um, you know, indulging us and and allowing me to be an idiot in front of you, which is great. (laughs) You're welcome today, though. I'm very proud of you. I tried. (laughs) But thank you so much for sharing your story and being very candid and um, yeah, and just sharing um, a part of you. To, so we can share with our community. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah it'd be it, so great to, I don't know if any of your listeners reach out, if they know anybody. Yeah. It would be it's, cool it's to meet somebody. I was going to ask that off air, but I'll do it on air now. Like if, yeah. if there's like a, a, a contact, like a, an email or something where people can reach out to you, if you have like socials. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, easiest way to reach me is on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just Janine Percival Wright. Um, we'll or you can look links. up COO Link, and Simplecast. Yeah. Know. And then to just hang me through LinkedIn. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is a new world. It's, it's and if you're, her. you know, if someone can't find her and isn't really comfortable directly reaching out, you guys can reach out to us and we'd be happy to connect you. Yeah, as always, Fantastic. in Nerds, we're here to help, you know, and, and we, we really appreciate uh, um, everything that you did for us right now because it's such a beautiful thing. You're helping so many people out there. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. And that was our one year anniversary interview with Janine Wright from Simplecast. We hope you enjoyed it. And we really thank you guys for supporting us. And we hope you enjoyed the last year of my idiocy and Lauren's (laughs) genius. Yeah, you guys have been along this wild journey with us. And we're so excited for all of y'all that are still here. (laughs) And those of you that are joining in and don't exactly know how crazy we are yet. (laughs) The answer, very. So we want to thank you guys. We also want to thank our sponsor, Avid, for providing us with this amazing sound because again in real life we really don't sound this great well some of us do um <laughs> and guys if you guys like what you're hearing if you've liked what we've done for this past year and you're here for us to support for the next years that are coming please consider giving us a, a rating and a review on itunes not only do we love to hear your stories and how our own stories have impacted your life trust me we love that right Jeff? absolutely um but it really helps us grow and this is how we can reach more people and more survivors out there so we can help others. Because again, that helps us. We love helping you guys. Yeah, Help us. Help you. Help you. And if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing, you know, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon. And as our, the neuro, hashtag, the neuro nerds give, give back, back initiative, we're donating a portion of this month's Patreon uh, uh, proceeds to the Stroke and Heart Association. Of America. Of America. Of America. I was <laughs> proud of it. It's just a lot of words. I had a brain injury, guys. <laughs> so again, guys, uh, if, Thank you so much for giving us a good listen. This was an amazing first year for the Neuro Nerds. We've passed that milestone. We're on to year two. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm so thankful for my incredible, amazing co-host. I'm so thankful for our incredible, amazing team, our tech department, our music department, our art department. Which are all like one or two people. It it sounds a lot better than it really is. (laughs) (laughs) But we're uh, so grateful to you guys. Thank you so much. Please feel free. Keep reaching out to us on social media. You can find Joe at Joe So Rocks at everything. You can find Lauren at Lauren El Manzano at everything. Reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds at everything. As always, the Neuro Nerds, we are here to help. And on this one year anniversary milestone, these Neuro Nerds are out. out.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 